Hello and welcome back to You Want to Do What with Dan and Julie. Today we have Steve on who works in the construction industry and actually set up his own mental health charity a few years ago. Hi Steve, how are you? Very well, thank you. Very well. So do you want to tell us a bit about what you do and you know why you set up the charity and what kind of thing you do in the construction industry? Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm technically, I suppose, not very, very much a trade, but a ground worker, kind of um, my roots go back to working on the tools. Um, been, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, straight out of school, what can I do? Is uh, a shovel kind of thing. And um, yeah. yeah, went from there really. Um, started off kind of working local stuff, building landscaping in a local town where, where obviously we all live. Um, <laughs> and yeah, went from there, really got into it. Um, I love the industry, what I was doing really, and then um, the construction side of it, but what, always wanted to get well, bigger machines and stuff. And I realised that if the bigger the machine you use, the less effort it is on your back. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I targeted a few kind of a few areas in the industry I wanted to get to and stuff. A few friends of mine had um, companies with machines and stuff, so I got involved with them. Yeah, um, yeah and then and for, kind of every job I went through for the first five years of working in construction, I always try to target bigger machines and try and do as bigger stuff I could. And uh, yeah, that led, boys, that led me down to, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, so <laughs> the um, that led me down into a world where I was actually kind of see. Um, I was working on Crossrail for three years, oh, um, wow. a few years back, and you know, three years in there, and that's kind of stemmed on. Um, yeah, from, from bigger job to bigger job, really. But um, yeah, going back, it's kind of the construction side of it was kind of something I fell into. I suppose come out of school, didn't really. Um, have any aims or targets or what or any kind of ambition of what I really want to do really just kind of what can I do to earn some money um yeah. one of the dads at my football team I was playing for at the time said do you want to come work for us so I, I, I took, took that note and that meant cash at the end of the week so I thought happy days and it kind Perfect. of that story actually wrote to a lot of people I work with everyone just kind of you kind of fall into that industry you don't really you don't have ambitions to become a, a ground worker or a really a construction worker um yeah what was yeah, so that all like for you then did you you know were you good at school did you go for qualifications did you have to go to college or you literally just left school and, and went straight into it yeah left school to be honest I wasn't um academics probably the word yeah <laughs> my education I'm not sure if is that the word or not but yeah school I love school but I think my brother had got the same reports as me it was very much treated as a, a social a social club rather than actually something to do uh, for <laughs> educational purposes um yeah I always struggled with kind of um focusing in classrooms and stuff classrooms didn't really appeal to me at all when i struggled literally not struggle struggle my attention span in classroom was like, i need to be hands-on and that kind yeah. of made sense in the end but um yeah so come out of, come out of school with kind of pretty much nothing really apart from well i pretty much can't, with nothing i thought what can i do uh, fell onto a construction site and then realized education learning on site was a hell of a lot different to school and i kind of loved it then i picked up a load of different stuff and um Every job I've done, I kind of always try to do my own stuff on the weekends and things like that. It's like little private jobs and work and any yeah. kind of experience I had. I started off doing window fixing and really like double glazing and stuff, but um, commercial stuff. So the kind of stuff you'd see on Canary Wharf and that. And then, oh, wow. But then I'd go over and try and like, fix a few glass panels for a few mates and things like that and probably mess it up. But there's always things to try. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so it stemmed on from there, got into the groundwork side of it. And then, um, yeah, from school, I say, it is, anyone can go, anyone can become a ground worker. All you need to do is pretty much be able to pick up a shovel um, and then you go from there so it's not the most ambitious pro- job in the world but once you get into it and kind of see um if you enjoy it enjoy it, there, there is a lot of money there to be made and there's a lot of time and effort if you're willing to put the time and effort in you will be rewarded um it's yeah. kind of just a way of 
finding the the, or the right route to go around it. Um, so yeah, that kind of went on from there. But then um, probably yeah, 10, 10, 11 years ago, I was involved in an incident in um, where I was involved in an acid thrown on me. Um, wow. What then led in an attack on a Friday night in town. Um, that came out of kind of out of the blue and nowhere, and um, that incident kind of led on to what was then kind of known as what is now known as post-traumatic stress. Um, oh, wow. That wasn't really identified at the time in myself, but I healed up very quickly from the injury that I had. Um, mm. So nothing, nothing to do with work. Oh, it's completely outside of work. It's after a rugby tournament, funny enough. Um, I got back to the town and then it happened. But the um, being in construction, it was brilliant for kind of just getting your head stuck stuck in and kind of getting on with life, really. Um, yeah. So a few months after everything had happened and I had a few wounds on the face that healed and stuff quite well and I was quite fortunate. Everybody kind of said, oh, you've done so well, Steve, you've done so well. Um, and then uh, probably six months later when it really had all kind of faded away, no one was talking about it anymore. Then that's when I started to realise I couldn't sleep properly at night. So that led on to a number of things over the next few years of kind of just um, just just sleep deprivation pretty much as well. I struggled to sleep a lot and then um, I suffered heavily in my stomach and my stomach kind of, it's, it's not 100% guaranteed, but there's huge links between your stomach and ulcers of your stomach. Um, and that is, I think, a huge contribution to why, what I had been ulcerative colitis and spent a good few years of um, operations and stuff in my stomach. Oh, really? And that, that comes from the, the, the stress of the, the incident? and Yeah. Wow. It's not, I never realised at the time, but it kind of, it kind of, it, they never had any kind of way of pinpointing what it was. But mm. then there was, through my own research, really, you look into it, and it, there's a huge link between um, stress and the, the, the bacteria in your gut. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so a lot of your, your stomach kind of acts as the hard drive um, for your um, for stress, basically. Um, that's like when you get butterflies and things like that. Yeah. Um, butterflies in your stomach, it's all linked to that. And I never I never knew that. And like I say, I wasn't very switched on at school academic enough at school to kind of be switched on but then yeah suddenly when something's happening to yourself you, you suddenly realize you can learn a little bit quicker yeah um, yeah, yeah, so yeah it got from that and sort of so back to you know you were talking about obviously in the construction industry it's known as being quite a for a better word sort of a blokey environment you know you just get your head down you like say your physical industry injuries had healed um yeah was it kind of a, a case of you know people didn't really talk about it you you were struggling with your with your health and you thought oh hang on a minute this isn't right we should sort of be helping each other out yeah it was it's more a case of i could see it i then went um what what happened to myself and it is very much this everyone says it's this big macho macho industry and stuff and on the outside it probably looks like that but mm. to be honest i think being part of a rugby club massively helped with things like that because, like you say, there's, there's not many stigmas within a rugby club, I don't think. No, it's kind no. of anything, anything goes and anything's accepted, really. As you, <laughs> you probably know. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> a bit too much, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. So there was like nobody could have actually kind of, um, no one could have given me more stick than I could give myself. So, yeah. yeah. And you know me as well. So, I, I, uh, yeah, you, you, I, I can't really be insulted to a certain degree. I, I, I won't take offence from pretty much anything. So, I, I, if so, if I know on site when I go to work, if someone gives me a stick and a bit of banter, a bit of banter back to me, I, I know straight away that we're going to get along. So that's mm. like kind of my way. Yeah, if someone gives me some abuse, I'm like, yeah, we're going to get we're going to get along fine. Not about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, to be honest, when people don't, and when people are a bit worried about giving me some stick, then I've kind of 
and I realised, what's up with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, but yeah, so that is, in the industry itself, it's kind of, I got to a point where it's just like, um, it is, it's not as tough as it looks, but what I was finding as well from going from project to project, I now look after kind of gangs of guys. I'm kind of like a, like a, a general foreman, kind of the main role I kind of work at, I suppose. And yeah. I look after many gangs of guys. I worked on a few projects where there's been three, 400 people on site and stuff. And wow. I've been responsible for, say, 100, 150 of them. Jesus. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it can be, it can be, there's a lot on. You're briefing all these lads at the start of the day. And, and I'm very, very much approachable um, in the way I work. And I will always lead, I will never ask anyone to do anything like that. I can't be myself. Um, yeah. And as a leader in work, I would always kind of lead from the front as such. I would never go and tell someone to go and do something. I will, I will kind of just say that we're doing this, follow Lucky, me sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, so that's what's worked quite well. But there are a lot of guys have come in, like, that's not even opened up really, but just said to me, let's say, we've got this and this and a few issues here and there. And, mm. and I've spotted little things in people where I just thought, God, mate, come on, you need to look after yourself. Or, yeah, or yeah. lads have come in to me and say, Steve, could I, do you mind if I leave like 45 minutes early? But... We're in an industry where you, you, you sign in and sign out, and sometimes you get paid for when you sign out is when you get paid to. But then you get lads come up to you and say, Steve, that I need to get away an hour and a half early. But if I go an hour and a half early, I'm going to be docked an hour and a half money. And I'm like, well, what's up? And then it'll turn out that I've had a few of them with the, they've had young, young children or something, or they've got to get to hospital appointments and things like that. But yeah, they can't, the, 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 we're kind of agency staff. So you tell the, the managers that, and they kind of, you'll be docked money for that. And I've always just thought, hang on a sec. That's not the, right. Yeah, I've always thought if that was my, if that was me, I'm now fortunate enough a father. But I thought if that was me, where would I, how would I like to do it? So I looked after lads as much as I can. I'd say that I'll sign out for you, things like that. Mm, just mm. cover. Just put, when when push comes to shove, and I need you, just make sure you can put the effort in. Um, yeah, that's and, and a role can be quite um, quite brutal in that way, where you can yeah. be off the be off the books for almost six months, and then you know you yeah. come back in, and you might have to deal with these issues. Where if you're in an office, you know you. You know, you have leeway with your bosses. You know, they allow little things to slide a bit easier. Um, yeah, G- we yeah. should probably say Julie's a Julie's an engineer, so he's the one. The that, so I actually work in um as a modular construct a modular construction um as an engineer. Yeah. So um yeah, I'm in a factory um dealing with similar problems and on sites but actually putting them together. So I I certainly see where you're coming from and um yeah I, yeah I I certainly know what you mean if a bit of banter uh, <laughs> you certainly know you can get on with someone quite easily um so yeah yeah it is good um so how did all this progress on to you really getting this charity started and uh what happened yeah, well, there? I, I was working um so we got to the crossroads side of it we was there and we got allocated and i was working for the main contractor there and um we got i, I was employed by them at that stage actually um, two or three years employment um and we had allocated, I think it was two days we could do to raise money for charity, like charity days, what most companies do, I think, don't they? So um, yeah, yeah. I said to a number of the guys, so that we've got these charity days and we're not doing nothing. Do you want to do something quite random? And then I said, what's that? I said, well, do you, well, I'm going to walk the whole cross route route. So it was pretty much red into Shenfield, hundred miles, hundred miles over three days. Oh and, my um, word. Yeah, so I said, let's do that. So let's, let's not let's use our charity days up. We, we, only, we only had two. And I said, don't worry about that. I said, I'll, I'll make sure I get the third covered. I'll speak with management and we'll just literally say, sorry. So it took three days and we forgot sort of thing that we only had two. <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't worry about that. And then I, I managed 
the lot of the lads who work with us as well were self who walked with us. We've done seven of us, and um, a few of them were self-employed lads as well. And I managed to speak to their companies and get them their 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 uh, timesheets like signed up, so they were covered as well. So we paid. Um, whereas if they would have done it willy nilly, they wouldn't have been paid. So I managed to get that covered. Um, and that there was no the only reason I'd done that was because I was working all weekends all the time. So I was missing a lot of rugby, and I had no kind of outlet in sport or anything. And I knew for my own sanity that I needed to do something. Yeah, um, something physical and you can sort of completely switch off from. Yeah, get, you know, help get some aggression out if you're playing rugby or, you know. That's it, for sure. And I, I, I very much need that as well. And I was like, what can I do to kind of, what can I do? So that's when this walk come about. And I thought, right, this would be quite cool, actually, and I should do it. And then in a space of six weeks, I think, from the, when we confirm we're going to do it, we gave ourselves six weeks, pretty much zero training. And then yeah. literally... Um, I went around to every company. I think the charity, they were supporting Macmillan there as well. Um, they were the number one. They were like the, the, or the, the selected charity on the project. And um, yeah. so I went around to every contractor, subcontractor, and just said to them, look, can you sponsor us? Um, and I was fortunate enough to be sponsored by the first company I've gone well with. They gave us 500 quid into the pot. And then um, from there, I went to the next contract, subcontractor, and said, look, they've sponsored this. Can you match it? And they went, yeah. They went, and then I went from contract to contract, and they all just said yes, all of them, because wow. the bandwagon kind of started then. And um, one company said, how much did they sponsor you? I said, 500. They said, okay, here's a grand. Just to, like, literally <laughs> one up in. Yeah, exactly yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and we were on receiving it, so brilliant. But, yeah. And I think in the case of five, six weeks, we, um, we pulled in just short of, I think, 12 grand, I think it was. Wow. Um, of your first one yeah that's that amazing was, yeah and I, I just said to the lads i said don't lads don't that you just concentrate on doing the walk i'll yeah. sort out the sponsorship for everything all we and what i did as well with that all the money we raised all went to mcmillan so the event that we'd done i had i literally had um quotes um, sent to me so i got in touch with all the premier in hotels and stuff and said to them that um, how much it's going to cost for seven of us to stay at this hotel on one night at Heathrow and then the next night. So the first the first night at Reading and then one at Heathrow and then one in central London. Yeah. They sent over the quotes and then I'd rung up um, one of the other main contractor companies who's working kind of, or subcontract companies. Mm. I said, that uh, you've got, a, I've heard you've got an account with Premier Inn. Can you sort these out for us? They said, yeah, <laughs> no worries. Send them over. So that was, that, that was all covered. So all the money we raised we all, could all go to McMillan then. Oh, brilliant. Um, Do you reckon yeah. these contractors and subcontractors were doing it out of, you know, a genuine, you know, oh, this, you know, this guy's really trying to help out mental health or is it them maybe paying a bit of lip service or a mixture of the both? You know, are they doing it was it for more, genuine reasons. Well, at that time with that, with that trek itself, that was just a minimum, but that was, there was nothing actually about mental health or anything then that was right. 2016. You didn't hear anything about it whatsoever, really. Um, yeah. The issues are obviously still, there but just not being addressed and um no i think it, it got to a point there that they want and i know this now from going on to other projects um that it gets to a point where it was being cross rail it was kind of um it was right in mainstream media so they knew it was kind right. of a big thing to, to sponsor that i've gone to other projects with other main contractors now and when it's not as big they, they're not as come they don't come forth as much with their money so um i found that one out but we went on the walk and literally two days into the walk and um, one of the lads was struggling. It turned out he'd had a few issues elsewhere um, and no one knew anything about these, about a few of the things he'd come out with and that. And we then kind of, I recognised that what we were doing was more than just a walk. I thought, hang on a sec, there's a few lads here who are having troubles. And I'd, 
outside or of their home lives or there'd been a few things with them in their personal lives. Nothing too major. More or one of it, like the, his young lad, the young lad had had a few problems over the years, and he yeah. kind of. When we finished the walk on the first on the third day, he kind of he broke down and was like, "Steve, you don't realise what you've done for me. You've helped me so oh, much." Wow. And I was like, "Mate, so we've been we've been we've been working together four or five years at that stage over yeah. a few projects, and I didn't have a clue about what was going on for him." Um, do you, it was why only do you think this, that happens? Do you think it's you know you working on groundworks? Is it? I assume it's quite male dominated. Uh-huh. Is it? Is it? You know, men just don't want to talk about these things because they think their mates will think they're you know oh what's wrong with him he's a bit a bit strange you know why do you think people just kind of bottle it up i, I don't know really it's just kind of guys just it's not and i'm kind of even for it still really we, we don't talk and everyone goes oh talk 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 but to me going to talk about it isn't the right thing that doesn't help me massively i, I need to go and do something yeah. talking yeah, it helps a lot of people, and in times where you, if you can be, I know this now, I've gone a few years later, but if people are really, really at a real tough end, you're talking is the way forward. But I think the other thing is, well, well um, taking you, you guys out of that environment of being on the construction site and working and doing that walk probably brought it out of you guys. You became closer, you're able to yeah. talk, and the same with if you are on the rugby field. I mean, I've made some of my best mates on the rugby field. So I think that's, that's <laughs> another, another side of it where ta- you taking out your normal environment and being somewhere else can really help. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I think it was. There, there was we were all kind of, I, I knew each individual out of the six or seven of us very well, but they kind of didn't know each other very well. Um, right. Yeah. With, from different parts of the project, but they all come, I managed to round them up together. And in that three days, even now to this day, everyone's probably got like a, there's a bond to say you form over those three days because yeah. we were shattered. You're we doing 33, it was 33 miles a day for three days walking. Jesus. On, You'd be on, knackered. On tarmac, pretty much concrete. Um, and we were all in bits. And there was, you just, you, yeah, you chat away, but you end up just talking a load of crap, basically, with each other. And you yeah. end up just having a, a proper laugh. Um, and so, how do you, how do you f- sort of fund it now? You know, you, you don't do these uh, expeditions and, you know, um, you do a bit of rugby now and sort of how have you progressed yeah. from the early days? Well, that, took, that was 2016 and then I went to another project then and we've done something similar then we'd sort of, right, let's go a charity, down the charity route and that took like three, probably a good part of three years to actually get the registration come through and that kind of come through the middle of last year. Right, uh, how, do you, how do you go about doing that? Is that all through the government and how do yeah, you do that? It, admin put it that way my academic admin. skills are getting way way out, <laughs> way, way out of the line um yeah and it, i fortunate enough i've got two um brilliant trustees on the charity as well one of the best mate phil lives in birmingham and he's actually the um the head the um the pro what's, it, what's his what's his role he he runs the, the the youth academy at the belfry golf course okay um so he's in a golfing experience and he's he had done some charity stuff part of his he went to university to study golf, what sounds like the absolute biggest cop out in the world. But uh, <laughs> it, it, whilst he was there, part of his part of his degree was kind of to, to set up a charity and do stuff. So he picked up a bit of knowledge there. Yeah. And then it just so happened that his sister is pretty much a lawyer within Oxfam. Right. Okay. That helps. Yeah, that definitely helped. It wouldn't have been possible without her, but she pretty much said... Steve, anything you get, just send it over to me. I'll sort it out. She said, write down everything you want to do. Like, answer all the boxes on this paperwork, like what you want, and what your kind of thoughts are and how you want to do it. And I'll, and I'll pretty much translate that to lawyer chat, basically. 
okay so you need to go through basically to set up charity you need to go through a lawyer so maybe if you're thinking of doing one yeah that is, it's not even that anyone can do it it's just you've right. got to, yeah, just knowing what, what you're doing um okay. so i oh sorry my phone just quickly got off and turned off yeah i did <laughs> no um i said yeah if you can so she anyone can do it it's just knowing what to put and how to put things basically the yeah. format, format and things and yeah, she went through that and got that done. So that come through middle of last year. Um, but then up until then, we just kind of, we do events, raise a little bit of money. And then what we've done with a lot of stuff is we'll raise money on, a, on an event and then we'll actually pretty much hand over 100% of that money to someone in the, in the industry who, who potentially fall on tough times. And is that primarily what your charity does is uh, events and um, raising money through through that to support? Is it yeah. external charities? Is it your own charity that's actually helping yeah, people? It's now become our own charity, yeah. So we can do our own thing now. But it's all about promoting well-being, promoting sport, promote promoting the benefits of sport and exercise for the operative's well-being. Mm. Um, so the idea is, yeah, it's to pretty pretty much put together these events, these um, individuals to come out mm. and actually get involved. Um, so yes, yeah, what we had we called them the construction barbarians. So we've played a few rugby matches over a few years. Um, been in a few rugby tournaments. Oh, brilliant! I'd invite it's like a barbarian, yeah, barbarian's team. So I'd invite just players from the industry or even just friends and that to come along and just get involved and represent us. Um, yeah. That's worked well. We've done quite a few treks. Been in the odd football tournaments, five sides. Um, I was working on another project last year where we took a number of spinning bikes onto the project and we had a, like, a day where they were racing on the spinning bikes. Um, yeah, just anything sport and exercise. I, I got onto it last year and realised this is not like if you look at the army, for instance, or the military service. Yeah, sport massive, and they, they use it like massively as a recruitment tool as well. Um, so obviously, entice people in. They'll be like, obviously, if you're if you're really good at rugby and you join the army, you're never going to pick up a rifle. You're just going to be yeah. going around the world, going around the world playing rugby. Basically, have you ever seen the um, the army navy games at Twickenham? Yeah, only on on, on TV. Oh, I've heard a lot about. They're quite savage, aren't they? Really cool. <laughs> brutal brutal it makes it makes sort of our you know normal level rugby just look like pedestrian yeah yeah for sure so they um yes yeah, so it's like kind of that. and i and i thought that industry there's there's not as much money in the military service as what they kind of is in the front line of in construction and then i mm. kind of thought why how have they got such a huge sporting background and we haven't it? and i look the ambulance service police service fire brigade and the prison service and even like the insurance and banking worlds as well. They've all got like established organizations that look after sport um, and the construction hasn't got any. So I was like, why can't we do something about it? So yeah, so that's where it kind of comes construction sport was born last year through that. The charities could steam, but we're kind of in the transition period now changing it over to construction. Changing sport. the name. Yeah. Yeah. Purely for that, because this organizational side of it of, of making a, making a kind of a, a founder or federation kind of sort of thing of uh, of sport and constructions. So the idea is to pretty much just promote sport as much as we can because you don't need to promote the mental health and well-being benefits if you're just telling people going out to kick about. It does it. It does the talking itself really. So your your basic your premise of the charity is you know you're not actually head on addressing the issues. You're providing somewhere for them to let off steam and to yes. relax with their mates and and to you know enjoy themselves for a while, not think about their problems. Yeah, that's exactly it. So mm. I, yeah, that was it. Cause I've got, I've been in classrooms on, like I say, classrooms are not my forte, but actually on, on projects, and we've been literally given like toolbox talks, as they call them. And right. we've had people come in and do chats with us. And I've just literally turned around to them and said, look, if, 
have you ever put wet muddy boots on at seven o'clock in the morning in mid-december and they're like no i was like yeah exactly you do not know where you don't know where how our heads work so we're a different a different breed of people really i think that's um, a brilliant idea I really yeah because so, you know people like we said people don't actually or some guys just don't want to talk about it and if they don't yeah. want to talk about it then what's the next best thing you can do you know get out and have a kick about with your mates and let off some steam yeah that's it that's the whole idea so i just I said to them i said you need to stop coming on to projects and just telling us mm. how we should be going about it so we know we all the opportunities are there to be done if we can just if you give us the opportunity we can address our mental health but just stop telling us to talk to each other and just it's just not working the statistics are showing that as well but everyone keeps on just talking it was kind of like a i kind of went about it at the start with a bit of kind of not so much anger but more like um right just kind of stick my middle finger up in a way and just be like yeah. and, and i had these ways of thinking i could literally go whistleblowing basically i've had people say stuff to me in the industry before and i've i've worked with companies who've asked me to do things and i've just thought that's it's wrong on so many levels and i still yeah. get to this day in some projects fortunately yeah. enough what I'm on at the moment is brilliant um but i just go and i'm big enough and um ugly enough to pretty much say now that <laughs> i don't I don't agree with what you say. I, I, I don't put it as PC as this, but I'll pretty much say I don't agree with what you're doing. You're saying I'm not doing it. And yeah. um, there's a hell of a lot of people in the industry still who just don't stand up for themselves and they're just yes men. Mm. And it does my absolute rock. But the, um, yeah, it's just literally like stand up for yourself, lads. You don't have to do that if you don't need to. But then they're like, well, if I don't do it, they'll sack me tomorrow. And I'm like, well, they probably will actually. But it's kind of, you've got to be confident enough in what you're doing. But that's what it's like. If you stand up against something and don't agree with it, there's a high chance, I'd say more of a chance than not, that you'll be told your surplus to requirements the week after. Yeah. I've seen it firsthand. That's pretty it's brutal. Shocking. Yeah. What's, what's the plans for the future of the charity? You know, what kind of events are you going to be doing? How, how big do you want to make it? Yeah, yeah, the idea, it's one of those, it's kind of just take it step by step now. I've, I've got all these ideas, it's going to be like the biggest organisation in construction in the whole UK, <laughs> but then realise that, that don't happen overnight. No. <laughs> that, it's just fine, like, we put a lot of time and effort into it last year just to try and identify like, how to go about it, really. Um, nobody's ever done anything that I'm, like, no, no one's done it the way I've done it before. Everything, any, any charity and organisation out there to look after the lads at the moment is all done kind of white collar and above. Yeah, um, from from senior officials. Um, so you're and, on the ground getting it getting it working. Yeah, I, I'm just literally yeah the, the cold face of it and literally the truth about it because I I follow I do a lot of stuff online and stuff and you just see these companies going oh look at what we're doing not what we're doing and I'm just thinking brilliant that is so so ineffective and it's just a load of rubbish but it, it, to them it ticks their boxes and it's just and that's, that's how what, it, I'm that's like, what it is isn't it a lot of this you know even from in the city um, you know there's companies that will just it's tick boxing. You know, we've yeah. done it. There you go. We, we've shown you we've done it. But, I, mate, I'm so impressed with, you know, what you're doing. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's going well. Yeah, it is, and it's getting the right reactions now. And uh, a lot of people are buying it. I'm not sure if you've seen. I've done half a marathon this morning. Um, yeah, you must be shattered. I can't believe you're on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling right. It's not too bad at the moment. I've had, I've had a lot of food and uh, a lot of fluids. And I'm doing all right. But the... Uh, yeah, so I, literally this year, for instance, I got in touch with a number of companies and that said that this is what we're doing. I had a series of events and, and that we were doing for, throughout this whole year, January to December. Mm. Um, I said, can you, sponsor, can you sponsor us for like your company? Like a rugby team, you sponsor a shirt and you, 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 the, the company name would be across the shirt. Yeah. I said to them, look, can you sponsor it? And we'll give you as much exposure in the industry as much as you can to show that you're supporting us and what we're doing. Yeah. Um, 
so for their like the CSR purposes and things like that, they, that few companies were all over it. And actually, we, we and a lot of just said, "See, we just want to be part of something as well." Yeah. Um, and it worked really well. So I had all these events lined up. Um, but a big, a big kind of um, big dinner at the end of January that we had in London, and that kind of got things started. And then suddenly, like the, obviously, the current pandemic kicked in, and everything yeah. just got grinding halt. And I was like, "Crikey, what can we do?" And obviously. I had a few ideas at the start of the pandemic, but I just thought I'll be, it's not thought through and it's kind of clutching at straws. Um, let me yeah, think if you about want to it. do it, you want to do it properly. Yeah. So literally just a few weeks ago, I thought when they said you can have six people do a bit of exercise, I was yeah. like, right, we can do something with that. And, um, and obviously at the start of it, you couldn't go, you couldn't go out for an hour. Could you exercise no. had to be within an hour. Wasn't it? Yeah. So it was so little, like, you just can't do nothing. And um, now that she'd see, I messaged a few people and just said, that guys, you fancy coming out for a, um, a half, just half a marathon? We've done a lot. I've done a lot of full marathon walks. Just and, half and a marathon. Yeah, yeah. And um, just come out I'd like for. Let's see trip. you do half a marathon. That'd be brilliant. We'll get <laughs> next one. You do. We'll get Julie out. Brilliant. Spot on. Let's put it line up. And that's what I said to context, He's a prop. So. <laughs> oh, spot on. I, I've actually got a, pro, a couple of props out in a few weeks. <laughs> brilliant. There you go. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I literally said to um, six weeks ago. I just messaged. I messaged four guys. I just said to them, lads, are you available on this day? We'll meet yeah. here. We'll do a trek. And they, and they just went, yeah, straight away. There was no even like, like twisting of arms, but I thought there might be. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, and then I messaged a few other guys, said, can I do it with you? And I said, well, we're, 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 t- we're tight on numbers because we can only do six at a time. Um, mm. So I said, well, I'll tell you what, the week after, we'll do it again. And then next thing I know, there's a number of people interested. So last week, we've done one last Thursday, and then we've done one this morning. And then next week, I've got a company coming out. Um, this uh, a good friend of mine's uh, recruitment company, construction recruitment firm, and um, he's coming out and he's bringing four clients with him. So he's oh, it's a way they can pretty much have a, have an on-site meeting, basically. Yeah. Um, there's not much you can do in terms of entertainment at the moment, so they're coming out and they're going to get involved with that. So that's awesome. then. Then the week after that, I've got a, and that's I've got I've got four weekends filled up at the moment, and I've also got two just waiting on the dates to be confirmed. So there's, there's pretty much six half marathons lined up over the next six weeks. Oh my word! Um, You're gonna yeah, be fit, mate. Yeah, it should be. You know, <laughs> not, yeah, but in hindsight, it sounds it. But yeah, went all the fast food in between and the uh, binging. <laughs> all right, but, yeah. well, that was um, that's brilliant. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm incredibly like impressed by what you're doing. I think it's amazing. Like I said, you're at the coal face. You're not paying lip service, and you're actually helping you know these guys out with you know yeah. letting off steam. So yeah, you know, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no, really, so much. It's really impressive what you're doing. Speak about it. It's so much appreciated. All right, mate. We'll speak soon. Lovely. All the best. I'll see you on the walk in a few weeks. Then. Yes. Yeah, see you there. Cheers, Bye. mate. Bye. <laughs> Cheers, boys.